This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome, welcome to the Brett Boone Podcast. Explore the mind of MLB All-Star, Silver Slugger, and Gold Glove winner, Brett Boone, as he sits down with his friends from the world of professional sports. Now, now, up to to bat, Brett Boone. All right, let's move on. Turning to with Boney here uh, on the podcast today. You know, I saw that scary play. Um, it was the game. Uh, it was Uncle Aaron's game. Uh, Yankees were at Cleveland. Larry Vanover, the second base umpire, just got smoked. I think I'm going to quote Aaron on that with the throw in from the outfield. Um, we, we look at the umpires all the time, but we don't understand the little balancing act or the ballet or the dance that they have to do especially in the middle infield. Um, how, how often do umpires get in the middle of, of a play where they get hit, they deflect, you got to get out of the way? How often does that really happen? You'd think, more, you'd think a lot uh, because of the speed of the game, the, the velocity that the ball comes off the bat, the, the speed of these athletes on the field. You'd think umpires are going to get in the way a lot. They're really, really, they're really good at avoiding the ball. Uh, and, and that's surprising to me, you know, now as a fan watching the game, I think, well, these, these guys aren't, aren't world-class athletes. Of course, they're going to hit. No, they're very good at avoiding it. I, I can count in my entire career, a handful of times where the ball hit the umpire. And I kind of have that, oh, come on, get out of the way. But the, uh, the, the realistic side of my brain says, well, of course, thousands of balls are, are ricocheting through the infield at some point. You know, that's just human nature. Somebody's going to hit with a ball. But surprisingly, not that often. I would say more often, Rich, it was an umpire impeding my view when the ball was put in play, whereas I lost it for a split second because that umpire made an abrupt move left or right. Uh, But for the most part, they do a hell of a job. Okay, so what's the conversation like? Because I've been to umpire school and they said, you know, when you're standing there in the infield, runner in second, you know, the second baseman might tell you to to move over just to scooch. Right. And you have that relationship. You you develop a rapport with these umpires over the years. Uh, it's definitely easier when, when you're a veteran player and you've been there, done that for a, a number of years. But I was very always called the umpire by their first name, that's, okay. especially at the big league level and including the minor league level. College, high school, that's different. That's blue. You know, right. I think we've had a segment on that before, but uh, call them by their first name and and. Just for for uh, reference, you were talking about Larry Vanover. I say, hey, Larry, could you give me a step left or a step right? Either one. And it, sure, Booney, no problem. They're very accommodating when it comes to that. Uh, but I think it's all about developing that rapport that you do, especially being a middle infielder, because I'm constantly with a new umpire every single night in the middle of that diamond. And uh, there's a there's a lot of back and forth. I guess it, it depends on your personality as well. But there's a lot of back and forth, a lot, lot of interaction with that umpire who happens to be out there on, on each night. Do you have ongoing conversations if he's at second base? 
Without a doubt. Without what are you guys a, and about? It, it, well, it depends who it is, too. You know, certain umpires are going to have a better uh, dialogue. Some guys have different personalities than you do. But right. I, I tried to have a dialogue with each and every umpire. Of course, I had my favorites when they come out there. Um, but it depends, who, it depends who it is. Uh, from where you're going to go to dinner tonight to do you have any suggestions where I should eat tonight? Booney, what's going on? Some some umpires, Randy Marsh was a good friend. He'd ask about my kids. Right. Joe West, Joe West, that's going to be a completely different conversation. I'm going to talk about him being a fat ass. He's going to talk <laughs> about me being too short. Uh, and yeah, Booney, you haven't grown over the over the offseason, I see. But that was our way of saying, hey, Joe, what's going on? You know, and his way of calling me a, a, a short little guy was his endearing way of saying, Hey Booney, what's going on, man? So it depends. It depends who it was, uh, what the, what the, some were more straightforward, you know, and right. I didn't talk much, uh, Hey, how you been, you know, where are you coming from? Who, who'd you have in the last series? Maybe there was an interesting series where something big happened. And I'll ask him about a play in a previous series, if he was in Pittsburgh or if he was in St. Louis. So it, it depends. It depends. It, and depend on the mood I was in. You know, was I was I in the zone? Was I was I three for my last six or was I oh for my last 14? So I, I might be so a little just quieter. Take it out on the umpire. Then. Right, I take it out of the umpire, you know. Why would I if I'm the umpire, though? Why would I ask you where to eat? Small talk. Yeah, but you're the you're the worst in that. Yeah, but I'm going to give you a good. I, I no. still know the good no. restaurant. If you oh. come to Seattle and you say, "What are the what's a good joint, Brett?" Metropolitan what's a, what's Grill. A, it's not that metro. Tough. Yeah, but everybody knows that. What What are the inside places? What are the places but that you, you, you have to you, live there? You don't eat like a normal human being. No, but I always like a good steak. I like a good meal. In this in season, my right. diet, my diet, uh, I let it go a little bit because I was so active. And and when you're on the road all the time, you can't sit there and prepare your own food and prepare your lunch and dinner. It's kind of sometimes you just got to get it where you can get it. So, so folks, I will tell you this: so when Brett and I talk, we talk just about every day. He'll call me and ask me, "What are you doing?" Oh, I'm at a sports bar watching a game. And then he'll give me a hard time about what are you eating in there? I don't know. I'm having chicken wings or something. You, you still eat so clean and healthy. You're the last guy that I ever want to ask where to go eat. That is true. What's the last but, time you just well, sat down and didn't care? I'm telling you this last week, I went to Punta Mita, Mexico. Okay. Uh, like folks, by the way, I went to Golden Corral last night and he was giving me a hard time. Yes, that that's I, I just I had to eat real quick. I had I was doing the overnight show on CBS. Well, I had about I had about a half hour to eat and then take a nap before I did the overnight show. And Boone's like, oh, where are you eating? So, OK, so when when do you just let it go? Now, now, don't get me wrong. I love food. You put a pizza, a New York style pizza in front of me. I could eat three of them. I love food. Right. But I'm also very particular. I know, especially as I'm getting older, I like to, I look at food as fuel. I like to fuel my body. Now, I just went to Punta Mita, Mexico, okay. and it was a four-day trip. Uh, my wife and myself, that was it. It was an adult trip. A, which a, in, a, a vacation. Which in my life doesn't happen too often with all these kids running around. They're always with me, so, so you by, know, by they're the way, a pain you, in the neck. You've alluded to the kids. How many kids do you have living at home right now? 
Uh, let's see. We've got Jake, Isaiah, Judah's off at school, so he's okay. he's part time. And then we've got uh, my my wife, who who I got married recently. Uh, she has three daughters. Okay. So I have a twenty four year old who's who's going to college from my house here in San Diego, and then we have a freshman in high school right and then a junior no gonna be a junior in college she goes to school in santa barbara uh, she'll be back at the end of the school year so in the summer six but during the year uh parts of six parts of six parts of six so you get jake, away from jake, the kids jake goes to his minor league season he'll be right. gone till the season's over but all winter i've got jake boone in the house so i i complain about it a lot but i love it and and what i i do cherish these moments because I know one day I'm going to have nobody in the house. That's why I got nobody in the house. I'm going to go to sports bars. I'm going to be bitching about that. Anyway, back to the Punta Mita. Punta Mita. I go on vacation. Beautiful place. New place. Never been. It called the Conrad. And uh, I've got this buffet every morning. They say, oh, you know, this is on the house for your trip, for your trip here. All inclusive. And I said, oh, well, yeah, no, it's not all inclusive. Oh, okay. but this particular breakfast for my package is inclusive. Okay. So I, I you know, I say to my wife, let's let's go check it out. You know, I'm usually going to order some egg whites, maybe, uh, you know, whites. maybe maybe some turkey sausage, whatever. Ugh. I'm on vacation. Remember, I'm living up. Egg whites and turkey sausage. I go okay. to this buffet, Rich. I've never seen a buffet, and I've been to a lot of buffets. I've never seen a buffet. It was a football field long. You go into one section, it was the authentic Mexican breakfast. You go to right. another, it was the traditional American breakfast. You had a waffle bar, French toast bar, pancake bar, pastries. You had fine cheeses, meats. It was unbelievable. Every juice, every guava juice you could have. I had teas, coffees. There was an omelet bar out on the patio. And I'll tell you, I ate like it was my last meal <laughs> every day for breakfast i came back what i like to call you you what do i call you well Bad we ass. won't we yeah we won't say it here on the podcast. yeah you call me the same thing you call joe west what? i came back and and i'm like oh my goodness that was so good so now i'm on my fourth day of eating steamed chicken and broccoli so Ugh. that's no fun but i'm back but yeah i gained six all right what was the most decadent thing you ate I, I, what didn't I eat? I mean, I was so full by the time I'd eat breakfast, like at 10. So I was so full by 11 o'clock. I didn't want to eat till dinner. So I, I, I had pancakes and then I, then I went back and got some French toast and then maybe a waffle. And then I'd have a croissant, which I would never do at breakfast. Uh, I might even have a, a brownie that they had out there. I had, cake. I had cake. It was my birthday this week. I had cake, uh, Pretty much whatever they put in front of me, where I'd normally say, you know, usually at the end of a dinner, I'll go have a steak dinner. Right. At the end of a dinner, I'll, uh, yes, is, is that all? Is there anything else? Would you like the dessert menu? 99 out of 100 times, I, of course, I'd love to have dessert, but I'll say, no, no dessert. This so time, is, so- I, I just said, what do you got? Bring us out your best. <laughs> what? So the so I was we- on vacation. So we went to go eat dinner once in Scottsdale after we recorded the podcast. You had pizza with us. Yeah, I'll I'll say that's vacation. Okay, all right. That's I, then I then I feel even better. So yeah. if you're a listener to the Boone podcast and Brett sits down and has pizza, then you guys know that that it's it's a special occasion. That's right. I love pizza. Ooh, I love it. All right.
Let me get back to a couple other things I wanted to talk about in the program today. That was um, so important, though. <laughs> it is. I needed to get your uh, review of the Masters. Because Sunday, you and I are going back and forth talking. Hey, I can't talk to you right now. I, I know it's Easter. No, no, I'm watching the Masters. Right. Uh, I thought it was really cool how the live guys hung in there and made a great showing. Uh, Patrick Reed, I believe, came in fourth. Mickelson and Kepka. Uh, I was really pulling for for a live guy to win the tournament oh. <laughs> because I d- I just want you that like controversy. Chaos. I want that controversy. Uh, I think you know all the negative press that that Phil's gotten recently. Mickelson uh, and I'm a connoisseur of golf. I love golf. Uh, Phil Mickelson is one of the greatest golfers of all time. Period. Whatever you feel about live, uh, whatever you don't feel about live. That doesn't change who Phil Mickelson is. He's almost got 50 wins on the PGA Tour. Uh, Other than Tiger Woods, nobody's even close in in our generation. So I I do have the utmost respect for Phil and what he's done. The way he came out at 53 years old and and finished second, I thought that was huge. I thought it was cool to watch that. Uh, And I'm, you know, Kepka, usually he's a guy. If he's got a lead in a major, he's a tough guy to hunt down. But John Rom, man, he's so good right now. You know, uh, watching him and Scheffler, uh, right. Scotty, those two right now are, are I, that's the last two guys I'd want uh, to be staring down going into that last nine holes of a major. John Rom got him, but, uh, you know, John Rom, I, I, I don't know if he took over as number one in the world now. He's just so efficient and he's in that zone. You know, Romney's already won. He's like won four or five times in the last seven months. But right. uh, I have love played, it. Masters you- love it. Have you played? I, we already talked about you. Never played at Augusta, but have you played with Phil? Yeah, I played with Phil a few times. I got a good. I got a good Phil story. You want to hear it? Sure. Play with Phil. Uh, my partner was his brother. Okay. Who who was his caddy uh, briefly? Golf pro. Uh, I think he coached at one of the San Diego, one of the universities down here. He was the golf coach? Really great guy. Great player. So he's my partner. He's my a partner, and I forget who Phil. Uh, who was playing with Phil. I think it was a buddy of mine. And uh, we have individual bets and we get to the turn. And this is one of the first time I played with him. We get to the turn. I've got him down every way. Cause I'm getting six aside from him. Right. It's going to be, you know, f- four five, six aside. I forget what it was. I've got him way down. And his brother turns to me and he says, uh, he's laughing. Cause Phil's so competitive. You know, I'm competitive too, but but I know my my limitations. When right. I'm playing with one of the greatest golfers of all time, I don't expect too much. Any nothing, nothing fools, nothing's gonna surprise me. So he disappears at the turn. And I turn to his brother and I said, uh, where'd your brother go? And he goes, Who knows what he's doing? Because Phil shot like a 40 on the front, and I shot like a 39, and I'm getting five. I'm way up. Right. He returns, he goes to his car, switches clubs. What? Which is illegal in the middle of a bet. You can't do that in the middle of a round. Now, this isn't the U.S. Open. It's a it's a Tuesday afternoon. So right. I'm thinking, you know, that's fine. I don't really care. If my buddy, if I said, listen, I, can I go get my other driver in the car mid round? A- anybody? We're not we're not betting enough money to, for it really to matter that much. So I said, <laughs> ah, do whatever you got to do. He throws like a thirty on me on the back. I shoot like a forty four. I get waxed. I end up losing on the day. That's my Phil story. One of the first times I played with him. But yeah, not too often. But but I've 
but I bunted around with them a few times. That is outstanding. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.